Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week I am digging a little bit into the membership archives. All right, you know that I have a monthly membership and we go deep into a theme each month and then we break it down with weekly lessons. Uh, Information or links are in the show notes if you want more 411 on that. Um, But there was a particular... Uh, lesson that we did on slumps, like being in a slump. And what does that look like and feel like? And what do we do about it? And we did that in the membership back in August. And I just thought it was a really great lesson to share with you here. And also it gives you a taste of the kind of stuff that we do in the membership. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to August, where we are dealing with bummers. (laughs) Okay, Uh, last week we were talking about lack of motivation, and this week we're talking about how to stay positive in a slump. Um, All right, well, let's talk about what a slump is. So a slump is personal, all right, first of all, so you may define it a little differently, and however you define it is what's true for you. So don't let anybody else define your slump for you, okay? Um, but the way I define a slump is where you feel, and slumps are emotional and personal, where you feel like it's been a long time since you've made any progress, Um, it can be, you know, you haven't cued in forever. You haven't, um, you know, you just aren't, aren't feeling like you're getting anywhere. Uh, you just keep making the same mistake over and over again and you can't fix it. And it's, for me, a slump is prolonged. Okay. Now, again, time could be relative to you. Prolonged, for you might be a month, prolonged for me might be a year. It's wherever we feel like this is going, whatever this is, right? Whatever your challenge is, is going on and on. And you don't feel like you are making progress. So the most important thing to understand about a slump is that all of those things that I just said to define it are emotional words, right? They're feeling words. Um, because a slump isn't necessarily quantifiable. I mean, yes, you can, you can define it by time, but uh, a baseball, professional baseball um, player might define a slump differently than we do as dog handlers or what have you. So there's a lot of wiggle room in this definition, but the point is, is if you believe it to be true, then it's true right? Because we understand how powerful our thoughts are. We understand that how powerful our emotions are in thinking about our slumps and our progress or our lack of progress. And so the first thing to realize about a slump is mm, it's not necessarily true. 
Okay. It is true in that you are feeling it. You believe it. You are having emotions around it and that makes it real. Um, but quantifiably, objectively, um, maybe your instructors or even your friends wouldn't define what is what you're going through necessarily as a slump. And that's important because we need to get a little distance from this, you know, very emotional time in order to bring in some objectivity, bring in some rational thinking, and really try to pick it apart and solve it. You know I love to parse a problem, okay? I like to pull it apart so that we can really get in there and really fix what's going on. And a slump is a mindset problem. I mean, it really truly is because you believe that the statistics of not seeing progress or not queuing, right? I mean, it is statistically true for me that Moxie has not queued in agility in more than a year. That is a, a statistical fact, okay? But how I feel about that is what makes it either a slump uh, or makes it a big deal or just makes it something that someone else would say, well, you're just working on stuff right now. You're just working through something. And of course, my emotional temper tantrum part of me says, yes, but it's not getting any better. And when, and woe is me and what, ma, 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 you know, um, but you know, an objective trainer or coach or instructor might have a really different perspective on it. And so a, we make slumps big deals, right? We make slumps into things. We, we string together, um, you know, our minds, our minds are built to look for trends, Okay. Our minds are like physiologically, like how they're wired, how they work are wired to look for trends because in trends we find predictability. And as a species, it is helpful to us if we can predict what could happen in a given situation, right? Walk down enough dark alleys and you're going to predict that good things don't happen in a dark alley after 2 a.m. kind of a thing, right? Being ridiculously dramatic for sake of argument, but um, you get my point. We want to look for trends. So when we see that we have had a string of NQs or things happen to us, we want to make sense of it. We want to have a reason why this happens. And so we start to look for trends. But sometimes by doing that, we start to be predictive and we start to do the thing where we make it happen instead. And we make it happen the next time because we're like, oh my God, this is a trend. And that's where the mindset shift comes in. So you've got yourself believing you're in a slump. All right, because what's true is what we believe. All right, so let's figure out how to get ourselves out of it, okay? Because this is like the quintessential mindset problem of what we believe is true is true. You know, that old, uh, I think it's a Henry Ford thing, whether, you, whether or not you believe you can or you can't, you're right. You know, um, I just kind of butchered that. Sorry, Henry. Um, but it's it becomes true. So we got to get ourselves out of it. We've got to figure our way through that sort of mental management sludge, if you will, and choose a better thought. Because if we continue to believe that we're in a slump, that we will continue to be in the slump. Okay. So let's look at that. Um, the first thing we want to do is we want to measure backwards. 
Okay. Meaning we want to take a look back, preferably 90 days, six months even, and see that we are not where we used to be, even though we're not where we want to be. All right. Um, In my case, in the example I was using of Moxie not queuing in agility for more than a year, uh, I might have to look back further than a year. Okay. Um, I might have to look back um, a little ways, but um, uh, I really probably shouldn't have to because we are making progress every time we walk in the ring, train, etc. And the reason we're making progress is because I'm getting feedback. And I'm accepting the feedback because I am committed to being in a growth mindset. And that growth mindset is super key. Remember that growth mindset says that I believe that by putting effort towards something, it will improve, all right? And I'm being vague on purpose because whatever kind of effort that looks like, whatever the something is, um, whatever I put effort into, I can impact, And so if I have put effort in over the last year or six months or six days, then I should be able to measure backward and see that we are in fact making progress, even if what we have done is gain a lot more clues and information and feedback. So for instance, one of the things I've learned recently is I need to change um, how and where I'm rewarding for the issues that we're having. Like when she does it right, what am I doing? Um, And not just marking the negative, am I marking the positive? And what does that look like? And how am I growing her and us from a point of strengths and not just harping essentially or nagging on the weaknesses? Because again, what we focus on, what we give attention to continues. So if I keep focusing on the negative, guess what? I'm going to get more of the negative because that's what I'm looking for. It's, you know, it's like if I say to you like yellow car and you never see yellow cars, but now that I said it, you're going to notice them, right? It's what we decide that we're going to pay attention to is what we see. So if I decide that I'm going to pay attention to, you know, weak or missing weave poles, guess what I'm going to get? More of what I'm looking for. So we really have to watch that, especially in a slump, because we get more of what we're thinking about, which is why this like switching our mindset is so important in this time. Okay. So the first thing I want you to do is measure backward and really see either how far you've come and, or, um, the clues or the things that you've learned along the way that are now feedback that are now helping you to improve. Okay. And along with that, I would suggest that you are going to look towards your strengths and use your strengths to get you out of this perceived slump. All right. Um, The other thing you can do is take a step back, take a break, go do something else. You know, um, there's a couple of uh, kind of aspects or angles to this. One is just getting away right? Taking a break, setting something down. You know, if you're frustrated with something, just putting it down, coming back to it later. Usually you have more clarity. Um, So with the dogs, you may take a month off, right? Or, you know, just stop training a certain skill and just step back from it for a little while. But the other angle of that is that dogs are incredible in the latent learning category. So sometimes when we train something, we put them in a crate for a little while, we come back out, out of it some suddenly they know it, right? Or we set it down for a couple of days, come back to it, suddenly they know it. They do process 
um, and studies, science, etc., has shown that this is a way that they learn. So consider that also, um, that taking a break could do wonders, not only in terms of yours and their mental attitude about it, but also in terms of their ability to really process it and learn it. Okay. Um, the other thing is just generally, you know, take an attitude check and see what it is that you need. Typically, if we're in a slump, we're feeling pretty negative, we're feeling pretty low vibe. And again, you can't get positive results from a negative space. Okay. So you need to get yourself in a positive space. And that might mean, you know, go listen to music, go eat your favorite food, um, go do something that gets you in a positive mindset because you're not going to solve the slump um, feeling negative. Okay. So you've got to start to turn that around and be open to the fact that the answer might not be, um, or might be, I should say in a different place, right? It might be in, you know, dancing around in your kitchen or putting on music or some other non-dog related thing that might hold the key to getting yourself in a positive space. So think about what gets you in a good mood. Um, maybe eating well, you know, maybe you're, you're, eating has gone to heck and you need to really fix that and eat cleaner so that you feel better. Or maybe you need to work out again or do yoga or do something, move your body in some way to get that energy moving, get those endorphins going, and then you'll be in a positive mood. And then, oh, look, you can apply that to your dog world too. Um, I know that some people were during the pandemic were really feeling like caged and couldn't get out and it was really affecting their mood. And then that affects other things and affects your training and affects how you feel about life. Like, I mean, there was a, like a huge uptick in depression during that pandemic when people weren't all kind of allowed or free to be who they enjoyed being. Maybe you need to go for a hike, whatever, whatever. Get yourself in a positive vibration, okay? You've got to own that and you've got to work to do that on a regular basis. Um, again, because you got to pull your mind out of your slump first and then the results will follow. Um, the other thing is realize what doesn't suck, right? Make a list, be grateful, you know, do the attitude of gratitude, make a list of your wins, make a list of what you're grateful for, make a list of what's going right. Um, you know, for instance, during this time, um, for Moxie in her, you know, what others might call a slump, um, she is hitting so many fewer bars. It's amazing. Like she's in so much better condition. She's, you know, bars are not our, our issue right now. Um, we just have this weave pull thing. Well, bars used to be our issue. She used to be really careless. Like that used to be a big problem. And now we're really working through it. Well, that's a huge positive. Um, she's happier to go into the ring now. She's having more fun. Um, those are all really big wins that I couldn't say a year ago. So make sure that you are going to those positives, looking at what's going right. Again, even if it's not necessarily in that ring, maybe it's in your life, um, or maybe, you know, it's just a making a list of what you're grateful for that day. Okay. So make sure that you are, again, that's another way to raise your vibration and really focus on what's going well. And then the biggest thing, the, the final, the, the cherry on top, I guess, is stop comparing. The comparison is going to bite you every time. All right. Here are all the ways. Well, maybe not all. Here are a couple of ways that I compare when it comes to Moxie in this moment. I compare her to other dogs her age. 
I compare her to other dogs with similar experience. I compare um, her to the expectations I have relative to the training that we've done, kind of an if-then statement. Like, if it's true that I've put in all of these hours working on this, then it should be true that we are beyond this problem. We are past this point, right? And all that does is those create pressure. The comparison creates pressure. It creates internal pressure within yourself, but you're also then putting increased pressure on your dog, for whatever this slump is, whatever they're, quote, not doing right. And then the more we focus on the thing that they're not doing right, the more pressure we put on it, typically the worse it gets. It doesn't get better. You know, some people are like, oh, you need to practice, you need to proof, you need to do whatever. I believe that that's true if the dog does not know the skill, right? If they truly don't know the skill, if they truly do not know what you're asking for. But in our case, for instance, she's perfect at home. She knows the skill. She has the talent to do it. She has the ability to do it. She cannot do it in the ring. That's a different thing. That's a clue. That's feedback. So now I have a different problem. So if I just go to practice or my backyard or wherever we train and I just drill, 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 the pressure I'm putting on that and then the comparison I, I am then building because I'm like, well, I just trained you for three hours this week. Why can't you do this? It doesn't make sense. It's all forms of comparison. It's all comparing to expectations that you have or comparing to other dogs or other handlers or whatever. And the comparison thing will bite you every time. So those are my tips. Give it a try. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.